Yo, okay. what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents, episode 105. It's your host, Petey Steele. And your co-host, Elena Torres. And today, our guest is... How do I describe our guest? He's a friend of the show's. You know, a comedian, a great comedian, great um, comedy producer. You know, someone who has a lot of opinions that we love to hear. You know, I love people that talk passionately, right? And this next guy... Podcast gold, because he's all passion all day. Please welcome the hilarious and good friend of ours, Jack Coleman. Yay. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for Thanks joining for What's going on? Oh, not much. Um, Miss Comedy. Yeah. You know, glad, you... glad I'm doing Sorry. something comedy related. Haven't yeah. really doing a lot of comedy. I know that. Texas is like opening up and stuff and Ike. they're taking off their masks and they're doing comedy. I have friends who live in Dallas who are talking about how they were doing shows inside at comedy clubs with audience there, like sort of packed, no one following any rules. So, um, you know, jealous of that. Yeah. Uh, we've been putting on shows, put on shows last summer outside, followed all the rules, socially distanced masks. It'll be interesting to see how it happens this summer with, um the president uh saying that everyone should have a vaccine by may or have the opportunity to get one right. um you know optimistic but also realistic that this shit is probably going to go on in some way until 2024 like that's what wow doctors think- and virologists have said that it's going to go nope. on for a while and we probably won't comedy will probably be one of the last things to return because if you think about it it is like a petri dish for <laughs> coronavirus you're downstairs in an already probably slightly dirty place that hasn't been clean recently there's terrible ventilation everyone's packed really close to each other what are they doing eating and drinking and spewing their germs all out of their mouth hopefully very very much all over everyone yeah that's true just laughing and then the comics all have the same microphone and then you're hanging out it's just like it, it, like good comedy is the recipe for like spreading, spreading a laugh, but also spreading a disease. So yeah, like I just see comedy as we know it going back, you know, much later, and that makes me sad. But um, I've been able to write more. I'm in much yeah. more of a routine. I have a lot of new material. Well, I think it's material. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're... Maybe I was was just writing as much. I was just testing it and being like, this is terrible. <laughs> I bet the perfect. I don't know. 2024. What'd you say, PD? I said, Jack, I bet the timing's perfect. For what do you mean? For your new material. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? It's about like, God, what is it about? Finding a, uh, my dad in my eyes meeting when I see his used condom in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> He's like, any questions, Jack? I was like, yeah. Was it mom? <laughs> yeah. What's your dad doing using a condom with your mom? I know a married man. He look, I didn't know this, but I guess he's a feminist. Who knew? That's nice. But also <laughs> doesn't want her to take birth control. So he's stepping up using the condom. <laughs> he doesn't want to yeah. experience pleasure in sex anymore. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's but Catholic. Neither, I mean, neither does she, I guess. You know, that's know. where well, joke that is currently being workshopped uh, yeah. ends. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess for some people it doesn't matter, but I guess for your mom, it's, it's cool. Better that than birth control. And also but, like, I was like nine or 10 at the time. I assume it's been going on for a while. So like, what are you saying exactly? Like, how hard are you trying not to have another kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How old like, are you? Must folks? Be trying very hard. <laughs> how old are your folks? Oh, 60s. Okay. Yeah. They don't want any new kids. Yeah. Well, this was when I was nine, though. This was when this was like, oh, okay. This is when All I was right, a kid. Okay. Yeah. I was like, you know, in the 90s. Okay. So they were ahead of their time with the. Well, feminism. also, birth control in the 90s was a lot tougher than birth control now. So that, like, actually thinking about that, that is doing a big service. But actually, maybe for himself, because like that older school birth control, like the kind of stuff that was around when we were in high school, like, I don't know. Personally, that shit made me crazy. Like, I may be crazy now, but with that, it was like sobbing in a room alone for no reason. Just like, I I don't think I can do this anymore. Just totally losing it. Because there was only like two kinds or three kinds back then. Right. Now there's a lot, like in the past, like, you know, 15 years, there's been a lot more. So maybe it was for that. Maybe your mom just got crazier. So it's doing you guys all a favor. I did discover her birth control pills once too. Oh, really? Wow. There and it was like, you know, I grabbed it. I knew it was something good because everyone like freaked out. And (laughs) those are like Tinkerbell's little pills. And then they disappeared. But I knew it was birth control because it was like the circle. Yeah. Like 30 days or whatever. And you like punched it out and i have only seen maybe there are other pills that are distributed like that i've only seen birth control distributed like that so i was like i know looking back on it that's what it was well Uh, accutane you know for acne used to be distributed like that in a cardboard thing with little capsules and ironically they would have these little icons of a black silhouetted pregnant woman with a big old you know circle and bar over it like do not take this shit if you're a pregnant. A lot of medicine. A lot of medicine has that. Yeah. So yeah. like, but, I but took- it's confusing. But you're saying like, like it would confuse you because it's the same packaging. Yeah. It's like oh. goof. I was. Well, taking- I guess both are both are pregnancy with the circle on top. Both yeah. both are pregnancy with the no on it. Yeah, it's true. Either one of these <laughs> equals no pregnancy. Yeah. So wait, how old were you when you found the birth control? Oh, it's a similar age, similar age. I don't know how the jo- in the joke it'll work, but it was similar. I know, I just know like the age range because I like remember the house I was in. Okay. You know, and like any sort of changes in the house. I'm so, very curious as to what was going on there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I was I've- also very curious as to what was going on. My parents were they they still are strange people, but like when I was a kid, they like. They hated the neighbors, so they were like, fuck these neighbors. We're painting the house pink. Stop. <laughs> and so really <laughs> painted the fucking house pink. They didn't just paint the house pink. They went and got pink siding. Okay. Stop. They had to, like custom make the siding. You get siding because it's cheap. The siding wasn't cheap. They custom made the siding, put the siding all over the damn house. Pink. Yeah. That's so Barbie funny. pink. Like it looked like I was coming home to Barbie's dream home. Dude, Barbie pink. got bullied. Were they for successful? It. How pissed off did the neighbors get? They were pissed. They were pissed. So like my birthday is New Year's Eve, and so like 
never really had a birthday. It always gets co-opted, whatever. Um, but this birthday, this might have been the beginning of, of me feeling that way because on this birthday, all of the neighbors just like at seven, eight o'clock at night on New Year's Eve, just show up at the house all dressed in pink with pink hats on and like pink kazoos, like the pink party people, <laughs> like doing the whole thing, just crawling the hell out of my parents. Like <laughs> six or seven couples <laughs> show up at the house. This is the pink party people. Uh, no, I wish that had happened to me, Jack Coleman, because my mom did the same shit to our house when I was in seventh grade. And then a year later, my parents got divorced. I'm sure the two are linked somehow. <laughs> but I think truly my mom knew the divorce was coming. So it was like kind of her last FU hurrah to my dad. But all it got was me beat up. You know, it was like, <laughs> what kind of fucking wife and mother are you? No, I'm kidding. Mom, I know you're listening. I love you. <laughs> she does listen. We love what you. What she do to the house? She painted it fucking pink. I'm telling you. No, she like, didn't. Wait, yeah, what is did. up with the pink thing? I, she did something Dude. else. She actually painted it pink. <laughs> See, we were luckily for us, we were in like a limousine liberal neighborhood, so everybody just hot hid their biases. We didn't get like the pink troll squad you had. I just got beat up more at school, you know. So, eh, but, oh, really? Oh, so you got beat up over your pink house? I mean, I fucked with, I don't know if I'd say beat up, but I definitely made fun of bad yeah, people. For sure. Wow. You know, like I had a choice. Wow. Mexico City has a lot of pink houses. It's like not that weird. So I don't know if you've ever seen like Mexican architecture, but there's a lot of bright pink houses where I grew up. No, I haven't. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. So very Mexican of your, of both your parents. It's a pink house. How is that Mexican thing? <laughs> A pink it's house. a Mexico, Mexican architecture and Mexican yeah, homes. Yeah, but it's I mean, like stucco, okay? It's stucco. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That is acceptable. That's true. Totally acceptable. It looks beautiful. But it does. It's nice. fucking siding. Siding that they don't make. <laughs> they yeah. don't make the siding. It has to be custom made, <laughs> okay? Pink wood, no good. Like, what did they do when they sold the house? Or are they still so, in God, I'll have to come up with a reason. Maybe I'll ask my dad for a reason to come up with for this joke. But like uh, at some point they changed it to Cedar Shakes. And so they like changed it and they like made it Cedar Shakes. And it was like a nice grayish color and it looked great. And then they right. sold it. It looks fine. But Cedar like, Shakes. Okay. Cedar Shakes. Yeah. My mom wanted, I don't know. It kind of like looked like sort of a giant humidor. I don't <laughs> It's like. It was like maybe they overcorrected and they went my dad's way because he smoked cigars. But like, yes, it was funny. Have, <laughs> that's like, have, were they always that level of petty? Like, did your mom get in fights with other people at school? Like other parents at school style? Like what? Uh, it was so the good, good way to describe it is that like, they used to always have this argument over if you're allowed to have a car on blocks in your front yard. Uh, <laughs> what that was the fight is it legal to have a beat up disgusting old ass car on your front yard like with no wheels on it just on blocks like you know dad's side bringing the property value down all right you're hurting the neighborhood you're hurting my right. val property value by having that piece of shit on your lawn and right. my mom's like but it's my property i can do with it what i want personal property rights what about my liberty 
But my right. dad's like, well, your liberty is infringing on my liberty because it's making the neighborhood worse. And then this whole fucking thing goes round and round and round. All right. I don't know if my mom, I don't think she'd really experienced eminent domain. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> legally, dad's 100% right there for most of the cases. Okay. But like they, they would just, this fight would go on. It's still going on. They, they still argue about it. It's almost like they find something to argue about. And so they argue about that. And so this, that whole fight, sort of turned into the pink house situation, which was like, my mom was like, fuck the neighbors, fuck all of you, this is my house. I don't care if you have to look at it, it's gonna be pink. And then my dad was like, you know, happy wife, happy life. I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, I gotta see it once a day when I come home, right? So he was just like, I mean, cause you know, if your wife's like, I'm not gonna fuck you unless you paint this house pink. pink house is gonna be pink. What oh, color yeah. pink do you want? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so. No, so there definitely like, comes a point in every marriage where a man gives up a little bit and is just like, whatever, just as long as you don't complain. And so that was kind of like, that was my parents' sort of relationship in that regard. And so like my mom kind of has this whole mentality of this very hard-headed principledness many uh -huh. times over-principled, like can't see the forest for the trees. If I've heard that from a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> like yeah that is that is and even to this day even to this day like logic and reason in a lot of aspects just doesn't it's like people think that like trump didn't create these people these people existed he just whispered yeah. and they sort of it's kind of like cicadas yeah. <laughs> 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 at the right time they're fucking everywhere and so that's how it is with my parents is that like my dad a little bit, but really my mom is, is, is she's just very much like uh, it's kind of a burn it down. Sure. Sort of yeah. Mentality and uh, 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 yeah. sort of cover my ears and eyes uh, like, hey, mom, do you know, do you get your where do you get your news from? Do you get it from networks? Right. <laughs> <laughs> More than one. You just believe actors on television telling right. you shit like so. I mean. Like it's uh, it is interesting to grow up. Yeah, in Alabama, interesting time. Have a like a house in a neighborhood where everyone else has, you know, brick stucco whatever houses, and you have a fucking pink siding house. Yeah, I mean, in Alabama, having a pink house is like having Biden one painted on it, right? Yeah, basically, it caused problems. Cause see, this also well, happened with the uh, Christmas tree situation. There's a Christmas tree thing where like. They, yeah. uh, okay. Like I, my, my parents, when they started out, we didn't really, they didn't have a lot of money, uh, uh -huh. at least, you know, okay. beaten into my head. So I've been told sort of thing. Like I was eating tomato sandwiches for forever. That whole, whole sort of thing. There was sometimes rats right. in the house when I was very, very young. Right. Um, and, and so like, uh, they, we moved into a different neighborhood and I knew, noticed this difference in this neighborhood that this neighborhood was nice because there was there were two Christmas trees. Everybody had two Christmas trees, okay? Right. One inside your house <laughs> and then you had one outside <laughs> in the front yard that was okay. like tied and staked to the ground, <laughs> okay? And it all had lights on it, <laughs> okay? And so you would go drive through these neighborhoods in Alabama, these all these suburbs, right? And everyone would have like, you know, these Christmas lights on their tree, like right outside their house. Like, but here's the thing. Everyone in the neighborhood had white lights, <laughs> except my parents <laughs> <laughs> who had colorful blinking lights. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
they weren't just like the red and the blue and the green. Right. They were, right. They were blinking. Right. <laughs> and it was like, just a fuck you all night. Just a fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> and there was a time I remember where the pink house and the, the colorful lights overlapped. And it was like, wow. So, like so the neighbors, development. What? so your mom sort of like came into the neighborhood already like burn it all down the neighbors didn't necessarily yeah. cause that for her yeah because like yeah 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 because like my dad it was like from the from that immediate area uh he had like grown up in that area my mom right. was like the uh her dad she's from alabama i guess sort of but her dad was in the marine corps so she moved around a lot so well, like she has like you know the marine corps lifestyle yeah, it was a much different attitude towards the world than my dad's upbringing. Right. Uh, it was much more of there's a way to do this. We're going to force you to do this. But it probably also wasn't as like, like affluent, you know, right. Like and so there's there's like, a, I don't know. There's a lot more talking behind the back in my mom on my dad's side of the family than on my mom's side of the family my mom's side of the family people usually handle the shit you know and they handle <laughs> yeah. their business yeah <laughs> my dad's side of the family shit goes on for years man yeah years and like just these fights and grudges and oh uh, but my mom would just go right at it like aggressive it's like i don't know, maybe pa- passive aggressively aggressive might be right. the right way to phrase it like she was right. passive aggressive, but she was like committed and really aggressive, aggressive, aggressive in her passive aggressiveness. Yes, there you go. Aggressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. more like my Spanish family. We're like my my white side. Actually, everybody's much more nice. Like on my Spanish side, there's always I mean, pe- people haven't been talking to each other on that side for years. Like they hold they'll hold on. To the grudge for and not talk, but make a big point out of the fact that they're not talking. Yes, yes. For yes, a very a long time. Yep. Yes. Yep. Like it's news that they're not talking. You know, but it's not necessarily aggressive. Wait, how'd your parents meet? <laughs> um so my dad is an attorney. Uh-huh. My mom is was a paralegal. Oh. So they like had the like ooh obvious romance it's really kind of funny because my dad's law work is like labor and employment discrimination which is like about human resources and many times about fucking co-workers okay (laughs) (laughs) a lot of what he does is about you know who fucked who where did they do it did they tell their bosses the right way and it's like where did you find mom exactly right he knew how to get around it right exactly or it's also when you hire a lawyer you want someone with experience right you know he's an an expert yeah absolutely Absolutely from all sides you don't want a criminal lawyer you want a criminal lawyer yeah <laughs> so yeah that's how they met they met at work and then i guess um one thing led to another my dad was the first man my mom ever kissed on the first date was really a- yep she said she said that a hundred times every anytime she i guess was asked the question you were asked you just asked yeah. you meet? um 
Yeah, very much so. Like, That's quite a cherry to pop at 25, you know? Yeah. No, it wasn't the first guy she kissed. It was the first guy she kissed on a first date. Kissed on a I first know, date. So, yeah. You know? But very much true. Like clinged to it, like like cling to it, like it was righteous. Do like, you believe her? Righteous, like people who kiss, who do it multiple times. Slots. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like whoa. All right, mom. Like some people develop differently. Let's say, like your son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was kissing lesbians when he was in sixth grade. You know. Hey, you adhere to a different set of standards, you know? Right. Yeah. It's the b- bizarre. It's bizarre. Well, like my first kiss, I was the last guy she kissed. Okay. So that's a whole another, you know, segment in right. my head, like a whole situation there. Like she never kissed another <laughs> dude. Uh, but like, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, the, that first date trope. It's still, I mean, I feel like that's still around, even though I think like the, actually, I think the moment, and I say this to Josh all the time, like the moment my husband fell in love with me because I also in fact kissed him and maybe some other stuff on the first date. And before I left, I just looked at him and I go, you know, I never do this. <laughs> and then I started laughing and left. And I just saw this look in his eyes where he was like, I love this girl. Like that was it. I just knew. Like you, you can tell. I just saw in his eyes. I was like, got it. Yep. Booked PD Steel fans listening, you know yeah. what? Lock, lock, nine thousand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's it. Yep. <laughs> and now you're married. Happy. No. Yeah. Very happy. Like. Yeah. That's a. It's. It's a stupid know, trope. I just. I don't know. Like I. It's like a. I don't want a description about how you got the talents you have, but I don't want to teach you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't like sit me down and be like, well, I learned this from Bob and then I learned this from Jason. And now I'm kind of, you're kind of a Bob Jason. So I'm going to combine those two on your dick. (laughs) No, but you don't need to be watching a video or like, 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 yeah, we don't need the all yeah exactly exactly you didn't you don't need to know you don't even know, know the training history just as long as you got it right That's hilarious and you know um they say like you you get together if you're younger and you like grow together and that's good yeah that's cool yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's cool that's cool even though i mean i can't imagine having married someone that i met like in high school or even in college like there's a lot of couples that meet in college and they're together for the long term. And I'm like, I was a fucking mess in college. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. 100%. 100%. Like, even the last five, six years have become a sort of a, an adult that like someone else can count on. <laughs> yeah. yeah <that's laughs> like, I have to be able to count on myself and like right. have rules I hold myself accountable by. Right. So that I can try and like hold someone else accountable, help someone else, you know? Like, right. Um, What's the most not like non-adult thing you've done as an adult that now you don't do? Like what's like, what's the thing? Like, I don't know. Here's, here's an example. Like when I, when I first moved to LA to the U S I also like didn't have very much driving experience coming from Mexico. So I would just park in the red all the time. 
all the time, like in front of a hydrant all the time and get a ticket and be like, what's this? And I learned my lesson, obviously. And just like, throw, cause I didn't really know, understand what a ticket was and just park in the red when I was in a rush and be like, whatever. But after you get your car towed enough times and you have to pay enough money in tickets, you figure it out. But have you got either one of you guys, what's the most like non-adult thing you've done like that as an adult? Not that you don't do anymore. Hmm. It's a hard one. I don't know, Jack. Any ideas why? Dude, I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> I was going to be like, I don't know, <laughs> Petey, you want to take that? <laughs> oh. That's what we got to stop doing. Not having like a ready answer for every fucking question. You know. That's so, true. uh, well, like, I mean, I've, 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 I've done that. I mean, I've gotten so many tickets that my car got towed to the impound, and I got a letter saying we're selling your car in two weeks. Uh, just some like tickets, parking tickets, and stuff. Nothing, did nothing right. else. Um, what's the what the least adult thing I've done as an adult like like this week? <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm talking about like little I shit. Mean, I know like, I made like really. Um, I'll least. say this: like oil changes, I didn't used to do them every three months or three thousand miles. Okay. Or oh yeah. Now I'm on the motherfucker because I know, especially having an older car, that there's gonna be other shit, and then we have to kind of like budget out how we're going to deal with this and what needs to happen. You know what I mean? Otherwise yeah, yeah. you break down the side of the road. I've done that. I've broken yeah. down like by the beach and it's yeah. like, Holy fuck. How are we going to get across the Bay bridge and get home? You know? Yeah. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. I've been um, uh, I would say like probably uh, a routine. Oh, um, because there's a, I don't know, there's a really good Bible verse. I forgot where it is. It says something like, uh, when you become an adult, you have to get rid of your childish ways. Yeah, like yeah. Right, right. Uh, I don't know where it is. But, you know, um, I think it's a good verse. And uh, I think, for me, one of those is a habit. Um, just getting in a routine, getting in habits of doing things. Uh, there's another good quote saying um, that's like, uh, greatness is a habit. So like, it's not, you know, you don't just, you know, you don't, you don't just become great at something because you want to, or even really because you work hard. It has to be right. a habit. It has right. to be something that happens every day and your body knows the groove of. So you can, you know, create the originality and all the fun and all that stuff you want to. So having a giant calendar on my wall where all a bunch of shit is written each day, you know, right. I do these things, having yeah. a habit, you know. Now that it's a pandemic, making sure I shower and brush my teeth yeah. almost every day. <laughs> like, that's what I was going to say. Like, that's a, that, that's actually like, a really hard one, I think, for anyone, like, independently of being an adult, like, during the, during the pandemic. Like, that's, like, I think we've all struggled with that. Self-grooming you know? in the age of no social yeah. Right. Right. Because, like, like, I don't have the flowing, like, wonderful facial hair that you have pd i don't have hair follicles on the right side or the left side so like it's just around like my mouth it looks really it looks really really bad when it comes in but you can't see it with a mask on (laughs) (laughs) like there have been times where it's been like usually a shave every other day you can't notice but at all it doesn't even like you can't even notice Uh, but on stage you know i'm very cognizant of it now you know with a zoom call it's hard to tell like i've gone a week and then looked because I'm, I'm going out the hallway to go, you know, the place or wherever I'm going and like masses on can't tell anything. So like 
have not having to be held accountable by other people. Yeah. yeah. Just not having to look in a mirror, you know, yeah. oh, I'm not going to shave. So, uh, you know, being an adult shaving. Yeah, that's good. Uh, doing that more. Um, There's something to be said for that, you know, hygiene. I think not just feeling better, but like you'll march out of the house a lot yeah. more confident and like you yeah, know dude. ready to take shit on you know even if you come home that night and you didn't get anything else accomplished like you're at least like you can go to bed clean a little more you know that's assume you wash your sheets often though I, yeah i do that too that's <laughs> something i didn't do for a that's while something else yeah well i always I swore to myself that like i wasn't gonna look like one of those tired moms like you know you know that look like those moms were like the hair's bad and they just look, they just look shitty. Like they just look tired and they look like everything was put together really fast. And it's just like, I always swore, I was like, I will not be that. And then three months in the pandemic happened. And at some point I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It like, that's a different situation. I mean, I, I will say, I'm just, I'm so interested to see how America, how the world changes because of the pandemic in the small ways. Like, yeah. I'm really interested to see how it affects kids and, like, like school kids having a yeah. year or two taken away from them. That's social development. What is that going to be like? Yeah. Uh, how is that going to change their lives? Uh, and then also for, like, of the friends I've had, who I've had, and there's been a bunch who have had kids during the pandemic. Oh, wow. In particular... And I think this is a good thing. The ability of both parents to stay home, the yeah. bonding that's going to happen with this kid. Cause you know, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but like the first six months of having a kid apparently are very important to bond with this thing. Um, yes. Whatever <laughs> it is. And uh, so it's, I, 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 I want to know what that, that effect is going to be like in five or 10 years or in 30 years. So, you know, how is that going to affect the development of the child? Is it, you know, going to cause less, daddy and mommy issues like is there going to be more or trust? maybe or maybe more judge? what is their thought process how are they going to judge people yeah, yeah or maybe more i mean we're like we definitely fall into that category because she was three months when she when she was born and then my husband now he goes to the office but he didn't go to the office for like until july and so she was like hanging out with the two of us all right. day every day in that like critical time period and for the two of you like a yeah. lot of times one person has to be be at work one person is at home at least for some of that time you know i mean like the like paternity leave maternity leave like you know like right. it, i think it's very different particularly of the couple's relationship of the division of the time the like quote-unquote fairness of dealing with this little shit <laughs> okay. yeah. of like the trust there it's not just the baby it's i think it's going to also change how couples interact with each other and how they view the rest of their relationship together like there's yeah. just so many things i'm just interested to see happen and if there's some way i can make money off of this <laughs> right but i don't know how to do that <laughs> right well that's I a thing. Tell stock much. who knows yeah well, I mean, the other thing, right, is like, I'm, I just want to, I'm not in this category, but it's also like a lot of couples never plan to spend this much time together. And it's not necessarily the healthiest thing. 
for you to be with someone 24 seven. Like Josh and I say all the time, like we've been lucky that we haven't wanted to kill each other at all because it's a lot of time with one person. And especially if you have a new baby, which has all kinds of challenges. And like when anybody becomes a new parent, a whole thing that you have to figure out is like everybody has their own ideas about parenting. And as much as you talk about it before the kid shows up, when the kid shows up, things change and there's certain things that some people are comfortable with and other people aren't. And in, in many ways, it could be healthier for the couple to be apart for certain times of the day and have a certain division like of labor that way. and changing time. Those are the times I would like to be apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But well, see with that, and I did another podcast where I talked about this and the people on the podcast were like, Josh is stupid, but like Josh hates poop diapers like he thinks they're disgusting I actually don't mind because I don't really have a very good sense of smell it's just and it's only a few seconds it's really not that bad so like I always do that and then he there's oh. other stuff that I don't like that he always does like I hate putting her down for naps our daughter is very high energy and it takes a while for her to fall asleep and my husband has no problem doing that so he does the thing that I don't like the most and I do the thing that he doesn't like the most yeah but sometimes correct fuck with yeah. these all women say you know right but sometimes sometimes i mean they you were know, women so, right what they were women right saying that bullshit to you right no no dude they were men yeah who are these that we know feminists that we know that we're like that's bullshit other dads male dads that were like that's bullshit that your husband oh, well, doesn't want to change your poopy diet do it and he didn't they're jealous. right right they're like he should, I mean, you know, and he has, he changes that if I'm like, like the other day I was asleep because it was my morning to sleep in. That's the other thing you trade on. It was my morning to sleep in and he changed a shit diaper in the morning. It's not like he'll, yeah. leave, he'll leave her in her poop. Right. What but I heard about sleep? it. But yeah, there are some guy like some people think that's fucked up. Yeah. Well, there's simps. Sorry. <laughs> passionate about this. Well, they're just <laughs> judging your relationship through their relationship. Right. But doesn't right. everybody... They don't. Yeah. Point. I, uh, I mean, I guess. I don't I am. Uh, I used to have a girlfriend. I think you met her, Elena. I met her years ago. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful woman. Wonderful person. Mm -hmm. Just from a structural standpoint of my own personal growth, especially looking back on it, we couldn't stay together because there's still things I had to figure out and decisions that had to be made and right. like lines that had to be drawn lines that like the two of you clearly are mature enough and understand each other enough to draw and know like where that give and take is right whereas like at the time it was just messy and i i didn't understand that sort of sort of thing so like i would just say that like i have realized that you know like i don't know also like and it's also like in a fucking uh house of cards it's like all right don't judge their relationship. Don't judge the Clintons. All right. <laughs> They're not fucking. <laughs> okay. They're not fucking. Yeah. <laughs> right. I would like to see a paternity test on Chelsea. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe they did at some point, but like it, it's a, and this is me obviously judging their relationship. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I was about to say, you think she's fucking around but, too? But no, no, no. But what I'm saying is that like, by me saying that I'm trying, I'm saying that you like, I don't know the deal they made. I don't right. know, right? It's like, as long as they're happy, right? cool. All right, just don't hurt anybody else. But I don't want to judge your relationship. And that is something I don't think I understood when I was with 
that ex-girlfriend, I didn't right. have the perspective to look at someone else's relationship and not judge it through my relationship. Right. Uh, you know, and, you know, I mean, you and Josh seem great. It's a great Thanks. energy. There's a great energy of, of like foil, the foil energy. You're the craziness and the not craziness. <laughs> like the, they, they match up appropriately. <laughs> okay. What you're crazy about, he's not crazy about. What he's crazy about, you're not crazy about. Uh, like, and so it like, it matches. So, That's fair. Like, but I mean, still, still even like, even we have a pretty good relationship, but even I think for a lot of people, like during the pandemic and when you're together all the time, like there are definitely moments. And I think anybody, anybody who says they haven't had like tough moments in their relationship during the pandemic, cause you're together all the time is lying. Yep. Like you're, see, I want to go on a vacation with people. Okay. It's just been me. You probably want to go on a, a vacation by yourself for a month. Just only you backpacking through <laughs> Europe, right? Okay. Yeah. But the thing is now I don't have that right option. Now. That's a dream. I don't have that option. You, you know how many times during the pandemic, I'm like so jealous of all of you guys that are like bored. Um, Bored. Like bored, like single, Not like bored. like I've heard like single no. people like who are like you're using the wrong word. Bored, lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But like with bored. <laughs> but like Wish like there was, was a point, especially like especially when pandemic started in the first like six months. Like there was a point where people were like, God, I've just watched all the Netflix shows. Oh, like God, I've yeah. I've watched all the content, and I was like, Fuck you. <laughs> Must be nice to just like watch Tiger King in one day. Yeah. Because it was not that at my house. Oh, oh, <laughs> see, that's how you know you have kids. Yeah. When you start saying my house. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> in our house, yeah. that shit doesn't fly, <laughs> Carter. <laughs> in oh my God, that is a thing that we want kids say. Oh my God, that's so true. <laughs> That's how you become a mom. This is the thing. You, you have kids and you become this person. Wins T-ball. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I thought I was going to be such a chill, cool mom. Nope. Nope. I don't think you can. I don't think so either. Like, she popped out of me and it was like, oh my God, corners, danger. Yep. Well, not the innies. What? Not the innies, only the Audi corners. The inning corners are okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The inning, but like Audi corners, I like just like get laser focused on them. I see them everywhere. Look, you got to pick some off, okay? Like yeah. you got to <laughs> gotta figure out which ones are going to make it. Yeah. For example, apparently when I was nine months old, uh, I climbed outside the railing of like a 15-story high hotel. What? Was, like hanging on to the outside, like holding it. And my dad like reached down around mm. and like grabbed me and was like, whoop, you're not doing that. So oh I could not be here <laughs> if I like slipped. And right, fell. right, right, you right, know? right. Or oh my God. He didn't happen to be standing there. But like also, yeah. how did you let me get in that situation? Uh, yeah. Well, but, actually, actually that I get like, like the kids do. I mean, you turn your head for one second. And there's all kinds of crazy shit going on all the time, especially in that age. 
like just wait age. till like they want to fuck <laughs> okay and I like, feel like i could handle that like, a little turn, bit you turn your head for one time you're like where did the dick come from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, second year, there was no dick and now there's a dick <laughs> just wait elena like you know a thing or two right because you've seen a thing or two and then this one is gonna like find out new ways things you didn't even know about right like yeah. we're not sneaking out bedroom windows anymore the virus mutates right exactly <laughs> oh, boom there you go pd put that exactly. on a shirt yeah <laughs> that's, that's good dude <laughs> Yeah, she's gonna have like an OnlyFans. She get like a big COVID ball on her shirt with this says variant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, OnlyFans. Oh my god, what a fucking amazing idea! What an amazing idea! Like I'm seeing comics putting to work, man. They're, yeah, they're I'm not looking at it. Pizzas anymore, you know. I'm looking at OnlyFans to try to. I think it's a great way to to create content. Oh, okay, I was talking it's about not, the titty pics because but not like, just the titty pics, but but the titty yeah, that's, pics. That's mainly important. what it is. That's mainly because what it is. Yeah, it changed. See now though, there's two things I think that have, that have changed. At least if I was a teenage girl, I'd be very happy about this. Okay. One OnlyFans, I can make money. You know, I don't. If I send news to this guy, he's just gonna do whatever the fuck I, fuck he's gonna do with him. But if I'm like 18, 19, you know, 20. I can make money on my own nudes. Like there's the empowering aspect. I can make money on them. And then there's this other amazing TikTok going around where uh, it's these girls being like, uh, I'll claim your nudes. <laughs> How amazing is that shit? That like, if you take a nudes and obviously no one puts their face in them, I, I assume, because right. you shouldn't. Then, right. And somehow they get leaked. These other women will be like, oh, yeah, those those are actually mine. Those aren't her. Oh, like a whole business of like saving your ass. Yeah, like, saving your like ass. retrieval service. It's it, it is. So I, I like I think, you know, I mean, like that's that in and of itself is just love it. But all, combined with OnlyFans, you've essentially <laughs> taken like revenge porn or leak news you sent a guy and like turn them on their head and fucking made money on them <laughs> okay wait here here's my question with only fans though i thought it is it like video it's is it video too or is it just like pictures you have to pay for um i don't i don't i don't know that i think <laughs> they got both mediums right i don't I think they have both meetings. I don't know. I've, I've I've poked around the photos area. I'm not familiar with videos. It might it's might be like a sort of you got to pay for a private dance thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, look, man. If that one Catholic lady only made 150k off fucking photos, like she must be like Jesus's daughter. Or something. Petey, you know? That's not even part of it, bro. There are there is there is an account that has over a million subscribers. Oh, yeah. I know, but that can't just be still lifes for a million subscribers, can it? A million subscribers, each of whom pays $10 a month. Right. Wow. For still lifes. A hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah, I know the math, but are they still lifes or a year? Bro, that's more than like Tim Cook. <laughs> Oh what are God. they what exactly are they <laughs> but like but from a guy's perspective what do you get what do you exactly. get yeah 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 what are you getting from only fans that you're not getting from porn yeah like, like are you 
Yeah, like I don't know. I don't subscribe. You'd have to ask someone who subscribed. But I will say that the like, um, maybe like the sort of amateur pretend like I know this girl aspect of it oh. is like the appeal. Yeah, I could see that. That's versus like you know, um, uh, like some random girl on the internet, like you know. It's like every, I don't know, Tuesday at 2 p.m., you're going to get a text message of some titties. Two <laughs> fifty <laughs> a week, get text messages of titties at 2 p.m. on Tuesdays. <laughs> right? right? So, I mean, that's an appeal, right? Yeah, I guess so. It is. I don't know. Me personally, though, I want it to be in motion if I'm paying for it. I'm not paying to jerk off to Venus de Milo. I mean, fuck that. Right. Right. Or right. this is what I you could imagine. do. You could combine them with NFTs, and then they would only be unique to a particular person. NFTs is the the like the artwork that they're making out of like essentially cryptocurrency, but each piece of art is unique. Because mm. only oh. one person can have it, and so you could. I'm sure at some point they'll combine the only fans with NFTs, and you know, there you go. So like, you can be a millionaire and have your fucking like Grimes sold an NFT for like a million dollars or some shit. It's like okay, wow, brave new world. Yeah, yeah dude, fucking get buy your Bitcoin now. Well, it's cheap. What do you think about that? You think that's a big investment? I mean, in terms of like future, I'm hearing different schools of thought. Oh, it's already the future. You're lucky if you buy it now. It's over. It's over. It's over. I was in a clubhouse the other day and a guy was talking about how uh, Bitcoin will be the world reserve currency and by 2028. And I could totally see that happening. Um, mm. Mind you, I'm a, I'm a comedian. So please consult a dumbass financial advisor who's living in 1972. Um, but uh, think about this, like what's really scary about it, particularly for governments, like wars. How do we go to war? We go to war by printing fucking money. All right. Now think about if instead of going to war, you had to go around to every American and be like, let me get $60,000 for this war. You're not going to fucking go to war. All right. The way the way we go to war, the way that like any sort of authoritarian government or regime or any sort of government controls their people is through like money. Right. You know, there's a Rothschild quote that's like, let me control the purse strings and I don't care who runs the government. Something like that. hundred percent true. So now if you have money that does not rely at all on any sort of government or any sort of like federal entity, and that money is essentially like mined in a in a non-governmental way okay uh then you don't like you don't need the government in in the way it is now you're not going to have bloated budgets you can't just print more dollars you can't just print more bitcoin there's a process that has to go on it and so in fact it, it's going to substantially bring up the poorest of the poor uh from the very, very bottom. And it's going to have a little bit more of a, uh, you know, check on the very rich because they can't just make more money. It's much harder to manipulate than the uh, general money supply. So just by that one intellectual argument, I think that fiat currency is dead. 
It just is a matter of how time, how long it takes. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense just in the main direction our world is going. Like paper money doesn't make sense. Right. It's in Bitcoin a lot. There's a lot right. of people who think Bitcoin is just like gold, right? It's uh, mm. an inflation hedge. You're hedging against inflation. You're hedging against the Fed printing more money. Do you know that 40% of all American dollars were printed in the last two years? 40 fucking percent. Absolutely. 40%. Yeah, yeah that means the inflation is absurd. So mm-hmm. like we just print money. We can print money to give to rich billionaires, but we can't print money for reparations for black people. Okay. Uh, because you know how much that would cost? About two, two and a half billion dollars. That's about what all these fucking PPP bills have been. All right. All these stimulus bills. They've cost around $2 billion. I would rather take a big step towards changing racism in this country by, by giving black people each $85,000, like they're fucking owed at least, than fucking give all these rich people more money, okay? <laughs> like, and with Bitcoin, to bring this full circle, like it's going to be harder to take advantage of um, generally marginalized groups. Mm-hmm. with it it being a thing all it's also yeah, it's gold and the other thing the reason it's better than gold is first the gold market is probably overextended they're probably trading gold that doesn't exist we're not sure but like with money when you take a hundred dollars to the bank they can loan out a thousand dollars okay so they only have to have ten percent well sometimes eight but so we don't even know if all the gold being traded on stock exchanges is real but you can move bitcoin around like that Gold, you have to go get the gold and fucking move the gold. Now you have Bitcoin, which is, let's say, gold in this situation, this, this world, this argument I'm making. Uh, and you can instantly transfer it, man. Instantly. Yeah. So, like, yes, I think it's the future. It's probably just a matter of time. And I think now, you know, in, you know, let's say 50 years, you're going to be paying for stuff in Satoshi's which is like the lowest increment yeah, of Bitcoin. That. So like, that's probably going to be like, how much is your rent? Oh, it's 4,000 Satoshis. Okay. Right. Like, so who knows about the other cryptocurrencies? I don't know. Ethereum. Like, yeah, like, Ethereum's number two. Who knows? Like, I've heard conflicting things about that sort of stuff. But like, Bitcoin solves seemingly by accident a lot of problems. Mm. Hmm. Um. That's my argument for it. Now, the people who are going to tell you not to do it are all people probably over the age of 50, probably who are scared about the future, did not grow up with computers. So mm-hmm. all the people making this shit and grow in like doing all this stuff grew up with a computer for the most part. Like they grew up technology. So it doesn't scare them. I think a lot of the older people who are like, you know, at JP Morgan and stuff are scared. Also, also, uh, if I'm JP Morgan or one of those people and I'm buying Bitcoin, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to buy a bunch of it and then I'm going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> right. The price goes up. Right. Like a few years ago, JP Morgan was like, Bitcoin's stupid. Bitcoin's an idiot. No one overdo Bitcoin. And their European branch of them was buying Bitcoin. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then they said, yeah, Bitcoin's awesome. So like with even with Elon Musk tweeting it out, they already had all this Bitcoin. So like you have all these institutional people getting in now. Yeah, Fidelity, um, Visa, PayPal. Stabilize it as well. What people- Which yeah. I own a bunch of in and of itself because I'm a big fan of buying the thing that owns the thing, you know? There you go. Yeah. Yep. 
actually, there's another comic. I won't name them right here, but uh, they're actually in that older cadre of people that were also formerly financial advisors. He's a big Bitcoin enthusiast. And I huh. spoke with them and yeah, they, they think it's the future, man. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to investigate it further. I have a little bit of crypto, but you know, jump on clubhouse and listen, that's one of the things I really have liked club being clubhouse. Cause like the candid conversations you can have with sort of random people, uh, and like they will give you information that you're not going to you're not going to find it on TV because it's sort of on the record. I don't want to go reading through Reddit. You can ask right. them questions like I know there's there Clubhouse wants Clubhouse to be like one thing and that's fine. It can go be the thing. But like it's also really good for these just candid like candid conversations. One like a week ago, there was a Holocaust survivor who was in there. It was like 20,000 people in the room. and They were just asking him questions. And it was so interesting to hear his perspective wow. on the world and where we are now and how his childhood growing up in a concentration camp was like in all like that's not it's like you don't I'm not going to get that on like a random Tuesday. I can just go in the clubhouse and like listen to this stuff and like search for it and get these great conversations. So how do you, you know, find the good conversations on clubhouse, though? Like, how did you find this Holocaust? Conversation? So huh, you should do this. One of the things you can join is like new to clubhouse. <laughs> And okay. you join this group and then it's like an hour or two and they tell you all the things about Clubhouse that you don't know. And one of the things is the people you follow sort of dictate the stuff that's there in that that like explore window, that first window that, that pops up. Right. So you don't want to necessarily follow your friends. It's not like other social media. Maybe you want to follow your friends, but you also want to follow sort of the interesting people like on the fringe or I like that weird thing and then follow that. And then they'll like start suggesting more random or things that you might actually like. So it's not, oh, you're not exactly okay. following your friends. That was one of the, when I had that question, that was what I took away from, from what they said. Um, okay. Interesting. So like, what kind of stuff did you choose to follow? Like Bitcoin? I just click through stuff, search things. Okay. Um, following Max Amini. He had a great conversation the other night with, um, uh, Maj Dobrani and okay. there were a bunch of other like uh, Persian and Middle Eastern comics on there talking about their issues in Hollywood and 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 also about just the general ins and outs and in, in Hollywood. That was really interesting. Um, man, the Bitcoin stuff was interesting. Holocaust stuff was very, very interesting. Uh, also searching and explore, you know, okay. like in the explore thing. Uh, and finding it out, you know, it's kind of already, it's sort of a clunky interface now. I mean, it's good, but it's not like smooth that you're expecting yeah. from yeah, like that's... an Apple or something. And it's because yeah. there's only like 12 million people on it and it's not very huge yet. And they're still figuring it out and more power to right. them to get it right. But I'm, uh, right. if you need an invite, um, I think I have a few left, guys. Just get oh, at okay. me on my not social medias that I have. <laughs> I'm not really into <laughs> Follow follow Jack on Clubhouse. Yeah, follow yeah, follow me on Clubhouse and I'll tell you how to get on Clubhouse. <laughs> oh my god, Josh got so scared that time that I accidentally started a room with you on Clubhouse. Oh man. He was like, he was like, who else is listening in on our conversations? I was like, I don't know. I just like opened the room and suddenly Jack could hear us talking. I don't know. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Go in the room and, and I was like, Does she know a room? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
I don't even remember what y'all said. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I was like, it was right when I joined Clubhouse and I, I still don't really know how it works. But I yeah. don't know if anybody really does, but it is very interesting. Yeah. I think it's cool. Cool, cool. That's the future. Bitcoin is probably the future. What is not in the immediate future, though, is comedy. comedy yeah, I was going to say, not stand-up. Future. Who knows when the fuck that's going to return. So... Mm. Yeah. So how can people get on your capital laughs Zoom shows for right now? Um, we're not we don't have Zoom shows. We're not okay. unfortunately Workshop. the problem with Zoom shows is the time delay. Yeah, they I, suck. I'm not encouraging them. I hate them. I've all I've long said that on this dude. Spot. I've I've been to so many from let's say all of the providers, uh, and none of them work. Yeah. The one digital show i have seen that sort of worked was a friend in south korea they have virtual comedy virtual reality comedy my friend who works in virtual reality uh just was telling me about that and she's like looking for shows to show me and she said like some are weird some work yeah she told me about this is about becoming a whole thing right the stuff the system that i saw and was like on this was a few months ago uh so it might have gotten better but like i didn't do stand up but like he, was, he like walked me through and like sort of showed it to me and stuff and right. one of the things is like um you put you on your virtual headset right and it looks like you're in a fucking comedy show and so you can like yeah. get a mic stand and a mic and stuff and like you can pretend like you're doing it and it looks like the audience is there and then the audience is also in seats so they're like not far from you and they're like in seats and they're like watching and they have their VR stuff on and they're like sitting there like watching you do it. Uh, and That's like cool. that was the closest I've seen to anything close to like real comedy. I mean, right. granted, it was in South Korea. So there's a significant like lag. Right. The 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 ping is not great. Um, but like uh, I'm sure there was there were technical difficulties that they could overcome to right. where it would be much better. Now, that probably would change the face of comedy because you could. Like, you could sort of do it. I mean, there's nothing that's going to take... It's sort of like a movie, maybe, I guess, of comedy. There's nothing that's going to take being in the same room with the energy of the people, that electricity. But, I mean, while all Zoom shit, like, you know, with coworkers, found myself, even, and they've mentioned this to me, too, just us getting frustrated with each other. Really, over the last month, having spent a year dealing with this. Like, right. just yep. the general frustration of people I like and trust, and there's just miscommunications things that right. get lost in translation so yeah. with that whole with vr it's gonna be cool i think it'll be great it could be really 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 good for comedy but mm-hmm. you're still never gonna get that human connection of being like yeah i saw jimmy carr he told me to get the feet my feet off page he like came over and sort of kicked them off that's like a cool story and he like had a great comedy and i don't know how this worked with that vr but like the uh the sixth sense sensing of the energy of the rest of the audience. Totally. And like, that's what makes a comedy show really, really special. And, totally. and a movie, if you go see it, is the like reaction, visceral, accidental, immediate reaction of the audience members around you that you can like feel. You can like yeah. feel the loudness of their laugh on you, mm-hmm. you know? And like, there's a whole experience there of sure. You- losing yourself in the audience organism which i don't know if vr is going to allow you to do yeah you can't read a chat room you know right yeah right 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 it's 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 you can like read because like i don't know how you would like 
read the shifting. I think that's absolutely right, Petey. Read the shifting in the chair of someone who doesn't want to be picked on. You know, yep. and you're like, I right. want to avoid you. I realize this is not going to be fine. I mean, let's go talk to this person. So like, like just being able to that split second shift, knowing can derail a set. <laughs> okay. But like having that little experience of, oh, you're not making eye contact. Got it. Okay. And so like, you're going to lose some of that. But as far as a comic, like in the timing and interaction, it was the closest thing like I had seen. Um, mm-hmm. But like the Zoom shows, man, it's, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, it might've even been better because now it's people's lives have just been taken over by Zoom. Like you're Zooming with your friends, you're Zooming at work, you're Zooming all the time, everywhere. All you do is Zoom. So it's like, it almost is like, this is work. Yeah. This isn't fun now. What'd you say? What was that? Fuck, your mic's off, your mic's on. All that shit. You don't want that sure. You want to have a beer and sit in a chair and laugh. And you can't do that on Zoom. And so I have felt having talked to a bunch of people and everything and experienced it myself that it would not be conducive. There are way too many unknowns that you have to overcome, um, like to, to make work. And I don't know, from a branding perspective, I know it's not going to be good. I know yeah. that if you came to Saturday at Sanex, okay, it was going to be fucking gangbusters and it was going to be yeah. every week. <laughs> Okay, with the Zoom shit and don't know. But one of the reasons I knew it was going to be good on Saturdays at 8 is because I had spent three years fucking around, fucking up on shows and and having people help and me and us do the wrong thing and say the wrong thing. And with Zoom, there's no there's no learning curve there. You know, it's like really. So um, I don't know, man, I just can't I can't bring myself to produce a Zoom show. I just can't do it. I, yeah. I would rather send out. That's when we did that TV show for a little while and, you know, are biding our time during the winter and will hopefully return soon. I hear March is going to be warmer. So, yeah, we'll see. Exciting. So yeah. on that note, you can probably check us out this summer at the loop, which is in Alexandria, Virginia, and then periodically at places been, in D.C. Yeah, um, we will not be checking vaccine papers, but we will expect you to like have a mask. You know, some places you might bring your own chair if you want. They're all going to be BYOB because no one really has like a liquor license. We're not going to sell you anything. Mm-hmm. The shows will either be free or 10 bucks so we can pay the comics. Um, and they're good shows. You know, they're not, again, Saturday, St. X, A+. But been, there's been an A show. There's been a show where there was like 40 people spaced the fuck out. But it was a really good show. So... The thing is, as a comic, though, like those were happening three, four nights a week, three, four times a week. You get on that show. Now it's like every other week. So even when there's shows, it's still changing how you're able to do comedy. So it'd also be yeah. interesting to see how comedy happens when it comes back. I'm also worried because like all of the new comics we've lost over the last year, you know, there's yeah. not going to be in the, even two years because people who have been doing it may not stick with it. So like you're going to lose a lot of new comics. And then when we do come back, there's going to be you know, an over eagerness of comics, which is going to probably lead to the varsity, if you will, getting all the time. And there's not going to be enough shows because at one point there was 40 or 50 good shows a week in DC. When this comes back, you know, maybe it'll be five, 10. So there's going to be a giant bottleneck. It's, it's just, it's, gonna, it's stifled an entire development of a generation of comedians and comedy in America that we're mm-hmm. not going to know for five or 10 years. And it's going to yeah. suck. 
I mean, you remember we're comedy boom in the failure. 80s. Like, it's what? I said, we're in coding failure. Yes. <laughs> buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Whenever this podcast comes out, I go buy some more Bitcoin. Then you should buy. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Jack, thanks so much for coming on. This has been really fruitful for all of us, I think. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And, houses uh, and Bitcoin. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, man. That's all you need in this life of sin. Um, what do you got coming up? You got besides the loop, anything fun, shows, anything? Check out the website, capitallaughs.com. Uh, capitallaughs.com. Capitallaughs.com. C A P. I T A L L A U G H S. Fantastic. And we'll take a moment to plug our countercurrents showcase coming yep. up March 11th um, at 7 30 PM. It's going to be, of course, the two of us, but then Pete Bergen, as well as Lafayette Wright, as well as Ross Benoit, and as well as Christine O'Day. So yeah. it's going to kick some fucking ass. You can get tickets at the Arlington Cinema Drafthouse.com um, and follow us at Countercurrents and at Elena Blondita and Steelborn DC for more tickets and chances to win other tickets to fun events. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and if you, if you guys follow us, you guys can get tickets to other Arlington shows. The Arlington shows have been really great. They've been having a lot of headliners and stuff is starting to sell out. So you're going to want to keep listening to us and come to our counter current show. You know, everybody who's on the show has been on this podcast. And if you guys keep coming, we're going to hopefully, hopefully make this a monthly thing. Yeah. Yeah. 10 bucks. Yeah. And fucking great entertainment. Yep. All right, y'all. Peace. Thanks guys. <laughs>